0: Hello and welcome to Talk Nerdy to Me. My name is Tessa Cheshire, and today we're talking about theater, but we're not talking about theater with someone who knows like anything about theater. So that's gonna be really fun for me.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm super scared. Is it gonna scared. be fun for you? I'm super scared because I don't know anything about what we're gonna talk about other than I definitely know the topic pretty yeah. well.
0: Do you wanna introduce yourself?
1: I'm Kale. I am the editor-in-chief at SU News, so that's how me and Tessa know each other.
0: Yes. This is... I think you're maybe the second, or you're the third person in Talk Nerdy To Me history to be on the on an episode and not be part of the theater department.
1: Is that actually true? Yeah.
0: It was... Um, I've had Shari, Aspen, and you.
1: Oh, dang. I made a list of prestigious people here.
0: <laughs> you did. Because everyone else... Has been from the theater department. Even because I've had Bria on and I've had Gracie on and they're SU News employees, but they also were in the theater department.
1: Yeah. So I watched Bria perform the other day actually.
0: Wow. Bria's so talented.
1: It so was super fun. cool. She's so cool.
0: Have you ever seen Gracie perform?
1: Mm mm. Oh, no, I have actually. Oboe. I have. The oboe? I don't know.
0: Have you not seen her do oboe? I don't think it was oh. oboe. What have you seen her do?
1: I think it was at the Wind Symphony and. I want to say she was not on the oboe.
0: Well, she's the principal oboist. Maybe. Of,
1: it probably was then. So it, it I probably was oboe. I just don't know what an oboe is.
0: <laughs> so you don't, so it was probably the oboe. I'm going
1: to look it up and see if this she is, is accurate.
0: She is the principal oboist for like every single ensemble that has an oboist yeah. at SUU.
1: I have a friend that does percussion for the Wind Symphony. So I went out to watch Tyler.
0: But Gracie's very good at oboe. That's not the topic of this episode, but just, like, as a fun fact.
1: This does look like a very interesting instrument and not at all what I expected it to look like. So I was completely wrong in my assumption.
0: What did you think an oboe looked like? I
1: don't know. I I definitely was not expecting this. I was taught that an oboe was not what that is, but my dad was wrong, so. so
0: well, so it's your dad's fault. Yeah. You're You're passing the blame off. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. One time we were in New Mexico for spring break. Because um, that's where I'm from. And every morning she would practice oboe. So I would wake up to the sounds of oboe. Oh, Because my she gosh. would wake up before me. Were they good? Yes. That's she's good. very good at oboe. So I'd wake up and be like, oh, all right. But every morning I would wake up to oboe.
1: You know, in the artistic process, sometimes you can be really good in performances, but not quite as good in practice. So. No,
0: she's pretty solid. That's good. She's, she's more than pretty solid. She's very good at the oboe.
1: Fantastic. Um, It's
0: very impressive. Anyways, that's not the top. The topic of this episode is the oboe.
1: Yes. Yeah. We're going to do an entire episode (laughs) on oboe. Just about
0: the oboe. No, we're not. Um, (laughs) Today's episode is about Hamilton. How much... So, (laughs) the way that this came about is that I was like, what do you want to talk about on my podcast? And he was like, I could talk about Hamilton for like... Hours, so I was like, "Okay, cool, we can do that." And then the next day, Kel was like, "What are we talking about?" And I went, "Hamilton." And Kel went, "I don't know that much about Hamilton."
1: I think it was a miscommunication because when we were talking, what I said was, "I could probably sing the entire." That is not what you said.
0: Hamilton. That is not what you said.
1: Okay, if you say so. But- I
0: have a very good memory.
1: All right, I believe you. I made a mistake then.
0: But. I said we're committing to the bit and we're talking about Hamilton. Well,
1: that's fine with me because I probably can talk about it for an hour anyways.
0: Yeah. I also think it's funny that, like, Gabe is getting the, one of the first episodes, at least the first episode in a very long time, of Talk Nerdy to Me without someone from the theater department and we're talking about a musical.
1: Yeah. I think that's hilarious. You can't
0: escape it. This is also the second musical that I've ever talked about on Talk Nerdy to Me, which oh. is kind of a surprise for me. Interesting. You would think I would have talked about more. I
1: would expect that to be a common topic for these. It's
0: not. I've talked about one other musical. What uh, was it? 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. Because we did it last semester. Oh, yeah. So I had people from the show
1: Well, that makes guests. sense why you would talk about it. Um,
0: but, yeah. This is the second musical. So, Cale, what's your history with Hamilton?
1: My history? Your history. Well... When it started getting popular.
0: In like 2016? Yep. Yeah.
1: I was like, oh, yeah, this is pretty cool. And I went and found it. And since my family doesn't have Spotify, I went and found it on Amazon Music, which is my family's music app. And I went through the playlist and listened to all the songs. And I kept listening to them. And my family was like, "Why are you listening to this dumb musical all the time? And I was like, I love it. I don't know what you're talking about. And my aunt found out that me and my cousin both liked it and took us both to go watch Hamilton. And it was super fun. I really enjoyed it.
0: Where did you see it?
1: San Francisco. Okay. I went to see it in San Francisco. Cool. Probably on, I want to say a, y- a couple years after it came out.
0: Yeah. There are like a million different Hamilton tours yeah. happening because it's such a It definitely show. was
1: not the first one.
0: Um... No, but...
1: Too expensive.
0: Yeah. I mean, even, like, it's still so expensive. Yeah. Especially if you're seeing it on Broadway. It's... I wrote a paper my senior year of high school about, like, accessibility of Broadway in terms of ticket prices, and there was, like, trying to get a ticket to Hamilton. With one, like, kind of mediocre ticket to Hamilton, you could get a good... You could get, like, five good tickets to, like, the Percy Jackson musical... Dang. Was like the reference that I use, the example the that Percy I used. Was the Percy Jackson
1: musical good? Yes. Are you serious? Yes.
0: It's. That it,
1: surprises me. It's
0: the thing that I had. I struggled with at first is that the actors aren't kids, but they're playing them as kids. It's just that it's oh, a really okay. demanding thing for twelve-year-olds to do eight shows a week on Broadway. Yeah, that would be really tough for Of a really role like Percy Jackson, especially like. There's, like, versions of it now that are being done with younger kids. There's, like, a version that's been released that rights are out for people to do it. But on Broadway, the characters are played by adults, but they're playing them as 12-year-olds. Got
1: it.
0: And the music is very good. And it's very true to the book. So. Nice. It's good. But, yeah, you could see the Lightning Thief musical on Broadway, like, five times for the cost of seeing Hamilton once. And honestly, as much as I like Hamilton... I would rather use the money that I would spend on one ticket to Hamilton and see, like, several other shows.
1: Yeah, we are very different. I know. I would definitely use it on Hamilton. Absolutely. Well, that's
0: because you don't, like, engage with other musicals Whoa, and calm shows. down.
1: Calm down. I'm that's right. That's not true. My family loves musicals. But they did not engage, like Hamilton at you first. You don't
0: engage with them the way that I engage with okay, them. Okay,
1: I've seen Newsies four to five times at the very least. And I've also seen Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat at least six times.
0: My top song on Spotify of all time is the games I play from Falsettos. I'm
1: not saying I identify to your level. (laughs) I'm just saying that it's not like I don't engage at all.
0: You don't engage the way that I engage.
1: Yes, that's very true. Yeah.
0: My history with Hamilton, I mean, it's a very similar start, like when it started getting really popular in, like, 2016. But I also was a theater kid, so... Every single person that, I mean, every single person in the world was talking about Hamilton when it got really popular. But theater kids, it was like another level. Like, I remember going out to dinner after rehearsals with my friends that I did theater with and, like, rapping Hamilton in the Chinese restaurant.
1: Yeah, that's. Which
0: is so embarrassing. Totally not
1: embarrassing, Tessa. In, yeah.
0: And I did that. I, listen, honestly, I don't really regret it. I'm not really friends with any of those people anymore, so none of—and they were all doing it, too.
1: Well, I I wouldn't say it was embarrassing to the people that were there with you. I would say it's probably more embarrassing as to the people who were not there with you.
0: Yeah. Like, do you have, like, secondhand embarrassment picturing me as, like, a 13-year-old rapping Hamilton in a Chinese restaurant?
1: Just a little bit.
0: (laughs) I—and— I remember...
1: I feel like they would just be so confused as to what was happening with these people.
0: I had, like, the giant book with a bunch of, like, behind-the-scenes information about the show. I listened to it a ton. I had, like... I know so much about the casting history of that show because Jonathan Groff played King George, Mm -hmm. but he actually didn't originate the role. Brian Darcy James did, who, this is a fun trivia fact for you... uh, One of the, Brian Darcy James has been nominated for several Tony Awards. He was even nominated in the most recent year. But one of the roles he's been nominated for a Tony for is playing Shrek in Shrek the Musical. Oh, wow. And he originated the role of King George in Hamilton.
1: I feel like that, to me, portrays a very different King George than the Jonathan Groff one that we got.
0: Yeah, although Jonathan Groff is Kristoff from Frozen.
1: I could see the connection between that more than I could see Shrek to King George.
0: <laughs> um, they also had. Are you familiar at all with the Book of Mormon musical?
1: No, not at all. Uh,
0: well, two of the like original Tony-nominated actors from that show have also played King George, hmm. um, and one of them, Andrew Rannells, who's one of my favorite like Broadway performers of all time, told the story that one time he forgot the words to the song, like it just oh, left boy. his brain, and. Often how it works with sound on, like, a Broadway stage is if your mic isn't on, even if you're, like, singing or talking, people can't really hear you. So he started mouthing words and hoped that people would think his mic was out.
1: Oh, no. And
0: then Alex Lacamoire, the conductor, was like, these are the lyrics.
1: Had to help him out. Had to help him. Bail him out.
0: Which is... Really funny that that happened on a Broadway stage. And that man is, like, a multi-Tony Award-nominated actor. Yeah. He's been nominated for, I think, two Tony Awards.
1: Goes to show it can happen even to the best of us, right? Yeah.
0: He's, yeah, that guy's, like, famous now. Like, he's in um, Invincible. He's in Big Mouth. He does a lot of voiceover work.
1: I don't feel as bad about singing the wrong words to songs in the car now.
0: Yeah, because you know that Andrew Rannells, who was nominated for a Tony more than once, forgot the words on Broadway.
1: Yeah, that seems a little bit more important than me forgetting the words to, like, the story of us in my car or something.
0: That's really funny. Yeah, and then one of the other actors was also in the Book of Mormon, and I think it's just kind of funny that they have two— and they didn't play the same role in the Book of Mormon. Like, they were different Different roles in the original Broadway cast of Book of Mormon— both nominated for Tony's. And one of them has played it, I think, for not the longest stretch, but the longest time when you add it up because he played it on Broadway and then he played it in the first national tour and then he's gone back to different touring productions like three or four times. Well, he like, really he likes he keeps it going back. Um, like now he has, like most recently, he did like the Los Angeles production, but he keeps going back. So I feel like Jonathan Groff originated it on Broadway. Brian Darcy James originated it. it. But Rory O'Malley is like the King George because he's done it the most times. Yeah. And the actor who's playing the role now was in the original ensemble of Hamilton and has been with the show since it started and now is playing King George, which is
1: pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Like, good for him. He worked his way up the ranks.
0: Yeah, he was... um,
1: was he an understudy or anything before? He he
0: understudied it and he played um, Samuel Seabury, who does the like. Okay, he not the rebel, you know that he, song. one of my
1: favorite songs. That's I love one that of one.
0: your favorite songs. Yeah, I think it's hilarious. Yeah, that guy's King George now. Yeah, which you I think you can hear if you listen to his voice. You're like, yeah, this guy would play King George. You can tell he could do it. Um, yeah. So that's one of your favorite songs. What are your other favorite songs from my Hamilton?
1: Actual favorite songs. <laughs> I like the double plays in that one. That's why I like it. Yeah. But I would say my real favorites, at the beginning, it was always Guns and Ships Oh. Because I was so proud of the fact that I could rap through the whole no, thing.
0: No, me too. But I also, I could not rap through the whole thing. Like, I, I could, but it didn't sound good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I could. I could do the whole and thing. And did it sound good? I thought it sounded good. See, I thought it sounded So it doesn't it matter what anyone else I thought. I thought it
0: sounded good at the time. Retrospect is making me look back and go, it probably was not that good.
1: I would say now, though. A little a little different for me. Probably mm-hmm. the election of eighteen hundred.
0: That's a good one.
1: I love it. I I just really like Burr's voice. So you get a lot of that in the song.
0: Mine is Wait For It for the exact same reason. I
1: love Wait For It. That's another one that's towards the top of my list.
0: Leslie Odom Jr. is so talented.
1: Amazing.
0: Like there's a reason he won the Tony mm-hmm. for because he and Lynn were both nominated for leading actor in a musical. And yeah. he won it. Um and th- Peace and love to Lin-Manuel Miranda. He's a great songwriter. His singing was probably the weakest of the main actors in that show.
1: Yeah, of of all of the primary cast, I feel like.
0: Yeah. Um, so it, I'm glad Leslie Odom Jr. won the Tony for that role.
1: He was good at his raps, but yeah. as far as the singing.
0: Hurricane, a little rough. Yeah. A little painful.
1: My mom says that that is one of her least favorite songs because Lin-Manuel Miranda sings it.
0: Yeah, see, because when I saw it, I saw one of the tours when it came to Albuquerque, and I was like, wow, this song is really good. And I was like, it's probably because someone, not Lin-Manuel Miranda, is singing it.
1: Hmm. Because
0: the guy who played it when we saw it was so good.
1: Dang, maybe I should uh, make sure I go listen to the not Lin-Manuel Miranda version of Hamilton for my soundtrack instead.
0: <laughs> I don't know that there's really one available.
1: I feel like that's kind of rude and disrespectful to him, though. Unless you're watching, to like, him, a though. bootleg.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, in the just in the nicest way possible, people with better voices have played that role since him. Oh, for him.
1: sure. I agree. Um,
0: And I think he's aware of that fact.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I would don't, be shocked I don't think if he, he... wasn't is just like completely oblivious to the fact that he's not the best singer in the cast or anything. Yeah.
0: I also love any song sung by Renee, uh, Elise Goldsberry or Philip Basu,
1: who
0: played um, Angelica and Eliza.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Those women are so talented. I, um, have you listened to First Burn?
1: What do you mean by that?
0: There's a version of Burn. Is there,
1: like, an original version? That
0: is the original lyrics that he wrote that he had to change because he was like, if I have these lyrics in the show, she could not forgive him.
1: Oh, like, yeah. Like,
0: it's it's scathing. And they recorded a version of it with, like, five or so women who played Eliza. Wow. In different productions, and they added, like, harmonies and stuff like that. That's
1: really cool. And it's,
0: you should li- it's really good. And I'll have I, to go
1: check it out. I think
0: in the context of the show, the original Burn makes more sense. Yeah. Especially considering, like, the reasoning that they changed it is, like, some of the stuff she says in First Spur, and you're like, she could not go back to this man after saying this stuff to him.
1: Yeah, it's not Um, a recoverable relationship. There's a
0: line where she says, "Um, I know about whispers. I see how you look at my sister.
1: Oh, calls it out.
0: Yeah. um, But it's so good. And the harmonies in it are very impressive. Um, And if you like that part of Farmer Refuted... You would like first burn because they do like a round kind of. Oh, that's it's cool! Really I love cool. that stuff. Um, so you should listen to that. They that was something they did. It was called the Hamel Drops. Like every. What else was one, a part of this? There was like one a month in. It was my sophomore year of high school, so twenty. I don't know if it was the. the it was either twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen because that was my sophomore year. Was twenty eighteen through twenty nineteen, but I don't remember which of them it. Was. Um, and they did a different one a month. So they have, like, a, the Hamilton polka with Weird Al.
1: What the heck?
0: There's a version of one of the songs. They have a version of One Last Time, which is Washington's, like, Farewell Address song, yeah. where B- Barack Obama reads the Farewell Address.
1: What the heck? Like, um, actually Barack Obama? They had him Like, do it?
0: actually Barack Obama. They have um, a song written for Ben Franklin, and it's sung by the Decemberists. Um,
1: was that actually supposed to be in it? A song by Ben Franklin, or did they They kind of afterwards?: I don't
0: remember the context of it. There's a like an alternate version of "Helpless" sung by the Regrets. Okay. There's a Theodosia reprise that's like that song by Sarah Um, Yeah, one last time, 44 remix because Obama was the 44th president of the United States with Barack Obama reading The Farewell Address.
1: That's crazy.
0: Um, There's a crossover with uh, Dear Evan Hansen and Hamilton that's You Will Be Found and The Story of Tonight, sung by Ben Platt and Lin-Manuel Miranda.
1: Oh, nice. So
0: some of them are really good, and some of them I'm like, eh, not really my thing. But First Burn, oh, my God. And there's also a song called Congratulations that was a cut Angelica song that ends up being in – um. The Reynolds pamphlet, the part where she's singing, okay. the like, I'm not here for you, yeah. blah, 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 was originally a full song of her saying, like, congratulations, you're stupid. Yeah. Um. So very, like, sarcastic. Like, you are so dumb. How did you do this? Mm-hmm. You better spend the rest of your life. Fixing it. Th- like, fixing it and having every single thing you do be for my sister. Yeah. And it's, that one's really good, too. Um. But yeah, the Hamill drops were like a very critical part of crucial. I don't know what word I'm looking for of my sophomore year of high school. I remember sitting in my I think English. Both
1: words work equally they do. well in that I, spot. They do.
0: Um, like I would listen to it in my high school English teacher's classroom mm-hmm. at lunch because I ate lunch in her room. Um, because I'm a stereotypical queer high school student whose comfort teacher was their. English teacher
1: my comfort teacher was my English teacher
0: I mean that can happen for people that don't fit into that category but it's like a stereotype that like queer people either are really close with the theater teacher or the English teacher
1: that would make sense and
0: my English teacher arts I still like see her when I like go back to New Mexico I get coffee with her I babysat for her son over the summer she was like she was great I was her student aide my senior year but yeah, I would sit in her classroom every time a new Hamilton drop would come out and I would listen to it.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: And, and then she liked Hamilton too. So I'd be like, Miss Vincent, there's a new Hamilton drop. And I don't think she really likes Hamilton. She's seen it like four or five times, but I don't think she cared about the Hamilton drops mm. like I did. Gotcha. And she'd be like, uh huh.
1: Yeah, cool. that's so cool. That's so
0: great. And I would be like, it's, I'm so excited.
1: You're like shaking in the classroom, excited about <laughs> it,
0: screaming, crying, throwing up. Totally fair. Yeah, what are your thoughts on the Skyler sisters?
1: Um, I will say that I did not know that um, Peggy comes back in the second half in the other role.
0: Mm-hmm. Same actress? Yeah.
1: It's Mariah, Mariah Reynolds. Reynolds, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Same actress.
1: But I had no clue they were the same person the first time I watched it, and I was so confused because I was like. I feel like everyone in this is at least in the first half and the second half, even if they play a different person, except for Peggy just disappears. And then I was like, oh, no, Peggy, nope. does, not Peggy does not disappear. Peggy comes back.
0: Something that was so interesting when I saw it is the actress who played Peggy and Mariah had her head shaven. Really? And when she played Peggy, she had a wig. And as Mariah, she had her shaven head. I think that actually and I was makes like, sense. That's totally fits that character. Yeah, She's supposed to be impoverished and not taken care of and, you know, abused and mistreated by her husband.
1: I could absolutely see that.
0: Um, And it totally changed, like, I mean, the vocal changes that the actress that plays that role does is very impressive because Peggy is like, and Peggy! yeah, And then Mariah Reynolds is, like, sultry. Mm -hmm. But that physical change, too, I thought was really interesting.
1: Yeah, to be able to go from, like, obnoxious schoolgirl to... (laughs) Seductive woman is yeah. is pretty impressive in my opinion, and yeah. I obviously did they did well enough that I didn't notice it. So
0: yeah, I I think if I hadn't known, I wouldn't have noticed. But I like I knew that that role is a double cast Yeah, well, and people get confused because when they're in the opening number, when they're all saying we fought with him, me, I died for him, me, I trusted him, yeah. me, I loved him, it looks like Peggy is saying that, but it's not Peggy. Yeah, it's Mariah. Yep, and a lot of the roles flip. So, like, we fought with him being Lafayette and Jefferson. Is that he he fought? Lafayette fought beside him, and Jefferson fought with him. With
1: him, yeah.
0: And like Madison and um, Hercules Mulligan, same Same situation. situation. And then me, I died for him. John Lawrence died fighting the cause that they both believed in so much. And then Mm -hmm. Philip died defending his father's honor. And I think that's really cool. I that don't know they, that I ever
1: thought about that, but that yeah. actually makes a lot the of sense. The things that they
0: say, double up and fit both of the roles that they play with the exception. I mean, Peggy probably loved him like a brother. Yeah. But when she when the actress who plays Peggy and Mariah is saying that role she's in her Peggy costume, but she's saying it as Mariah. Yeah. Which at least is the perception of it, it that it from I have Mariah
1: and not from Peggy,
0: yeah. really. Um which is I think very interesting. See, I I hardly did any prep for this, and all of the little trivia things from when I was in middle school and was obsessed with this musical just like re-entered my brain. They're
1: popping out right now.
0: Have you heard um, Muppet Hamilton?
1: I have not.
0: Somebody made an entire Hamilton cast recording with the Muppets.
1: Why am I not surprised that and you it's... are the person who is telling me this?
0: <laughs> Maybe it's because I love, I'm literally wearing a Muppet t-shirt right now. Um.
1: If I was going to get Muppet information from anyone, it, it would, would be, be Tessa No matter what,
0: <sighs> Hamilton Act One, but it's Muppets. Hamilton Act Two, but it's Muppets. Oh my gosh! Um, I don't remember
1: who plays Hamilton.
0: Um, Kermit.
1: Okay, that and makes Burr's sense. And
0: then is Gonzo.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Eliza's Miss Piggy. Um, Lafayette, and um, Lafayette is Fozzie. Really? Yeah. Except it says Marquis de la Fawzet instead of Fayette. Oh, that's, which that's is good a, a good play there. Good play. George Washington is Sam the Eagle. Angelica Schuyler is Camilla the Chicken.
1: Oh, Who no. doesn't speak
0: English. So, like, Satisfied is, I believe, just
1: A balking. bunch of balking.
0: Um, John Lawrence is Beaker, who also doesn't speak English. Wonderful. Um, Hercules Mulligan is Rolf the Dog. King George... Is um, Animal.
1: Oh, boy.
0: <laughs> um, Janice is Peggy. Now I want to go Peggy. listen to the
1: King George songs.
0: The Swedish chef is Samuel Seabury. Um, Charles Lee is Elmo.
1: Wow. Elmo got thrown into the mix, huh? Yeah. How'd they let him in there? He's the Sesame Street is Muppets. I, I know they're Muppets, but like... They probably not one went, of the musical They Muppets, probably really. went, who
0: would be a funny character to have play this one-off yeah. role? Elmo.
1: Throw Elmo in there.
0: I also, Elmo's canonically like a preschooler. So okay. I do think it's funny that there's a preschooler in Hamilton, in this Hamilton, but it's Muppets.
1: I don't know. I'm just scared of Elmo because I wrote a horror story about Elmo in fifth grade. Kale. <laughs> he killed all my main characters. I, he, he helped Cookie Monster eat them.
0: Anyways, um, J- uh, James Eaker, who kills Philip, is Dr. Teeth from The Electric Mayhem.
1: I don't think I know what that is.
0: Dr. Teeth from The
1: Electric oh, I'm oh, leaning yes. back to show Kale okay. my shirt. Okay, yeah, I Dr. do. Teeth. I That's do.
0: Dr. Teeth. Yes. Um,
1: I watched the Muppet movies after I got my wisdom teeth removed. <laughs> so I was basically watching the Muppet movies high. It was uh, oh. quite the experience.
0: Which ones have you seen? The Muppet. I've
1: seen a lot of them. A lot of them. Yeah. All. Uh, that.
0: I've seen all.
1: That's that's awesome for you, but that's too many for me. <laughs> the specialty ones I haven't seen. I think I've seen all of the main. Yeah. Have you not seen Muppets like? Movies. Have
0: you seen Treasure Island? Mm. <gasps> You've seen Christmas Carol, because we Christmas watched that Carol. one.
1: I had seen that before. I watched it. Okay. In, in the but we also all watched.
0: Aspen put that on for me. Yeah. I didn't ask her to. She just put it on, and then I was like, oh, "It's the Muppets." And Aspen was like, "I know." Um, this is not ham. We're not talking. Here's the thing: talk nerdy to me is the podcast wherein I get very sidetracked.
1: I was told that this was a very real possibility ahead of time. Yes,
0: I I warned you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I'm not surprised that sidetracking is something that's happening.
0: But anyways, Muppet Hamilton is a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is
1: I may or may not check that out on my free time.
0: I I will just play it at the office in the office one day. Oh good. I'll just put it on, and we'll I won't see say anything. I won't say anything before I'll just hit play, that's and then a great all of a idea. sudden, Gonzo will be going out as a bastard orphan <laughs> son of a whore. Nice. <laughs> um.
1: It'll Everyone so else fun. will be so confused.
0: Um I also am trying to remember, do you at all know what like the, did you when you listened to Hamilton for the first time, did you listen to it from the beginning or was there like a song that you listened to
1: I listened to it? From it. the beginning, the okay. very first time?
0: I listened to the Skylar Sisters first because it popped up on my like YouTube recommended. And I'd been like The song? Yeah, I've been in my, like, I'm not like other girls phase, and everyone was talking about Hamilton, so I was like, I, I'm not going to listen to Hamilton.
1: Oh, boy. And
0: then the Skylar Sisters popped Sound up like on my, my YouTube recommended. I see, but I meant it in an insecure teenage girl way.
1: My dad probably meant it in an insecure teenage girl's way.
0: <laughs> Good to know. And then it popped up in my YouTube recommended, and I was like, okay, I'll watch it. And then I was like, I have to listen to this entire musical now right now.
1: That's awesome.
0: Um and now here I am. I've still all of the stupid little trivia.
1: Huge change, huh?
0: In my brain. I <laughs> I had a lot of things. I also was that way with Taylor Swift. And you know how I feel about Taylor Swift. Yeah. I love Taylor Swift. I've seen her live, but I would be like I it was my I'm not like other girls face. Yeah.
1: We talked about this and I feel this way about Olivia Rodrigo where I did I hated Olivia Rodrigo and wouldn't listen to her music, but now I totally love it and jam out to it It's regardless.
0: so good.
1: Yeah. My whole family was that way at first, so I was, like, ridiculed for liking Hamilton, and then gradually I convinced member after member of my family to like it, and my dad was like, no, I'll never listen That's to it. That's
0: really funny. And
1: now he sings it in the shower. like
0: My parents will remember a musical that I liked when I was in middle school and will still, like, think it's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. So my parents will often, when I'm back in Albuquerque, be like, we should listen to Hamilton. And I'm like, I mean, all right. But if you're if you're suggesting that because you want to, like, listen to a musical that I really like, we should really be listening to, like, Starry or, like, Beetlejuice.
1: Something that I actually like right now. Something that I
0: currently am listening to a lot.
1: Yeah.
0: Um... But And my parents also really like Hamilton, so my dad sometimes will just be like, we should listen to Hamilton because he likes it. Yeah. But often my mom will be like, we should – listen, this is so – I feel kind of guilty about this, but my parents saw Dear Evan Hansen, and when I was in middle school, I loved Dear Evan Hansen. And now that I'm a little older, I have reflected on it, and I still think the music is really good, but the messaging is kind of not great, um, and the mental health representation in it has some to be desired – Okay. Because um, do you know what that musical's about at all?
1: I have heard about it, but I have it's never watched it. It's
0: about a kid who pretends to be best friends with a kid who committed suicide. Okay. Um.
1: That's that's all I know about it is just and, that. And
0: Evan Hansen is the main character, and you're not supposed to really think he's, like, a good person. Yeah. And his lies do come crashing down on him, but he doesn't— but He is
1: still the main character. He feels—
0: yeah, but he feels guilty about it, but he never faces any real consequences for it. Oh, um, so that you know, but my parents saw it, um, like l- when I I was here and they were they saw it because they've season tickets for the shows that come to um, Popejoy Hall in Albuquerque. Oh, nice. And my mom got me like a T-shirt from the merch stand.
1: Oh boy! And
0: I was like, "Thanks, I'm never gonna wear this," and I felt. Bad because she spent money on it, but I'm never gonna wear that shirt. Um, in the nicest way possible. I still think the music in that musical is great, but I don't really like it anymore. Yeah. And I think that they had good intentions. Like I think their hearts were in the right place. I think that people they just
1: The execution just the execution was not great. Yeah. It
0: also was like twenty seventeen. And we've come even that last six years a long way in terms of, like, mental health. Hugely different. But I just feel awkward listening to it now with what I know about mental health and yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, because it's so messed up. He dates the sister of the kid who he pretends to be best friends with.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is so... It seems so, manipulative so to me. So wrong.
0: It's And then they, she breaks up with him when she finds out yeah. that he lied. But the end of the musical is them, like, they don't, like, get back together. But the last scene is them, like, meeting up and basically, like, very heavily implied that Hinting they're going to get it. back together. Okay. And at the time when I was, you know, freshman in high school, I was like, wow, they ended up together. And now as a 21-year-old junior in college, I'm like, I cannot believe she went back to the boy who pretended to be her dead, abusive brother's best friend. Because Connor was abusive to Zoe. Like, that's one of the plots, is that he would, like, try to break down her door. Yeah. And she was terrified of him. She sings a whole song about how she, like, isn't really that sad. She feels guilty for not being that sad, but she, like, sings a song that's like, when the villains fall, the kingdoms never weep. Oh. Like, he was horrible to her. Anyways... And he sing, Evan sings this whole song to her called If I Could Tell Her, and it's him being like, Yeah, your brother thought you were awesome, and then just lists all of these reasons that he thinks she's awesome, mm. and then kisses her on her dead brother's bed.
1: Oh, yeah, and then I she don't dates see how him. that could get approved as like a good thing.
0: Yeah, it's it's rough. Did I cry when I watched the bootleg when I was in my freshman year of high school? Yes. Would I probably also cry if I saw it live because it's very emotional? Yes. Do I think it's a good represent... Do I think it's a good musical in terms of like production quality and music? Yes. Do I think it's a good musical in terms of representation of the matters that it is supposed to be about?
1: Yeah. No. Definitely not. That makes sense. I, Based off of everything you've said, I would totally agree with you.
0: But that was like... Hamilton and Dear Van Hansen were, like, the big two
1: yeah. musicals
0: of, like, my middle school and high school, like, first few years. Because Hamilton was so big and, like, revolutionized musical theater, truly. And Dear Evan Hansen, I mean, just musical theater kids often are a bunch of mentally ill queer kids. Yeah. Which is exactly the target audience for a musical like that. So people would be like, wow, I love this so much. I want to I want it. I want it. Listen to it all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, That and Heather's; those were like the big three.
1: Okay, I will say you have a dear Evan Hansen shirt. I got a Hamilton shirt while I was there in San Francisco at the music. I also
0: have a Hamilton shirt.
1: So super. A Hamilton shirt. How expensive it was at the time.
0: Yeah, I mean a Hamilton shirt is not like at least you could probably you could wear that, you know. Oh yeah. I'm not gonna wear the deer. I have shirts from. I have two shirts from Hades Town. I got a shirt when I saw Buffalo. I got a shirt from Little Shop of Horrors. Like I've gotten shirts from shows I that I've really seen. I really want to see
1: Little Shop of Horrors.
0: We saw it off Broadway, and it was fantastic. We saw. Have you seen Pitch Perfect? You've seen Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect. We've, we've talked is about this.
1: One of my favorite movies of all time. The
0: actor who played Seymour, the lead in Little Shop of Horrors, was. Jesse from Pitch Perfect,
1: oh, and nice. he was
0: great in the role. He did a really good job. Um, that's a good. That's that was a really good show. My sister knew nothing about it. How much do you know? How much do you
1: about know about Little, Little Shop? Shop of Horrors? Yeah, I've seen the movie. I okay, don't know how so you close know, it know it that is. the
0: plant talks. Yeah, my sister didn't know that. Oh, and we were sitting. Whoa,
1: went into it without that expectation. Yeah, we were sitting
0: in the West Side Theater off Broadway in New York, and. The plant starts talking, and Katie goes. (gasps) Everyone
1: else in the theater is like, "Why is this such a gasp moment?" It was so
0: funny because she she was like, "I'm going in blind. Don't tell me anything." And I was like, (laughs) "You're gonna lose your mind."
1: That's like not watching the trailer or even knowing what the movie is. She doesn't watch trailers. Oh dang.
0: She yeah, Katie doesn't watch trailers often. How
1: can you do that?
0: I don't know. I. This is really bad I can bad understand me. in some cases. I am ter- I get anxiety when I go see movies if I don't know what's going to happen. Like I can, but I will often look up the plot of a movie on Wikipedia before I watch it. Oh, that's
1: not good. I, I don't agree with this one. I know
0: it's bad. You but guys are on the I,
1: two wrong ends of the spectrum. I don't do it for
0: every movie, but if it's like a really high stakes movie and I get really anxious, yeah. I will look. Like if I'm watching
1: Disappointing.
0: like. Disappointing. Like I and here's the thing. I went into, like, Avengers Endgame without knowing anything because I saw it in theaters early okay. on, and I was so anxious the whole time. Well,
1: so that's when, a movie that I feel like it's justified to be a little anxious in.
0: Yeah, but, like I like, I could go to the Barbie movie and not have to look up the plot. It's the Barbie movie. Oh,
1: good. Thank you for not ruining the Barbie movie for yourself. Did
0: I cry at the Barbie movie? Yes, but I didn't need to look up the plot. But... Or, like, I saw Bottoms on my birthday. I didn't Mm -hmm. look up the plot of that. I just knew it was about these two girls in high school starting a fight club so they could hook up with cheerleaders. But if I see a movie, like, when my sister and I watched, like, Mad Max, I was like, this is making me anxious. I have to look at the synopsis on Wikipedia.
1: Dang. (laughs) Not good at...
0: I just have an anxiety disorder, Kale.
1: You're cheating the system on the action movies, though.
0: I... I... Don't watch them that often because they make me anxious. Yeah. I just I
1: can't I can't agree with you there. I, I know I love action movies. But. I
0: like them, but they make me so anxious so I can't watch them very often. Or like, this is another really I've seen every single episode of Supernatural. I also looked up the plot of probably half of them. Really? Yeah. I get anxious.
1: That's on my list of shows that I'm interested to at least try out
0: it's uh, it is a good show like I would not have watched all 15 seasons it just has some really bad episodes okay and the later seasons are not great like they definitely got like kind of too big for their shoes I don't think
1: I would watch 15 seasons into most shows
0: yeah they just kind of got like they beat the devil in like season five where do you go from there? There are ten seasons of the show after they beat Lucifer.
1: Yeah, that's watching Stranger Things, which I love. I love Stranger Things. Yeah. I feel like we're starting to get to that point where if they were to keep going after this, it would be like okay. Yeah, uh, it's
0: it's supposed to be the last season, right? Yeah, next because one because
1: they don't want to do that and they don't yeah. want to. also have the that actors,
0: problem. especially because of st- the strikes and it's mm-hmm. delayed so much, they're they're getting too old.
1: Yeah. They, well, they've had to do these delays with multiple seasons. It's not just this one. Yeah. Because they had the COVID delays, and then on top of that, they now have the actors. The strike
0: delays. Delayed. Well, and the writers' strike, because the writers couldn't write the season. Yeah. And now the actors can't film the season once the writers get it written. Yeah. Although, they've been in talks, so hopefully SAG will get the money that they deserve soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and get the, because WGA, they won. Thank God. Um, but hopefully soon the studios will realize that they should be paying people correctly and not scanning their faces with AI technology and recreating them in perpetuity.
1: Yeah, that sounds terrible. I don't know why that would be something that would be necessary to argue over. I feel like it's money, pretty clear that's wrong.
0: It's all about money. <sighs> and But they're losing so much money because nobody's working. So, like, yeah. just do—it's fine.
1: The amount of money the that
0: the WGA writers and the SAG actors are, have asked for already has been lost by the companies in the time that the strikes have been happening.
1: Well, then they clearly are not smart business people.
0: Anyways, we've not talked about Hamilton for like... I
1: was about to say, we Gabe might have to title this episode Not Hamilton <laughs> because I feel like we've talked Kale about Hamilton not for less Hamilton. than half of the episode.
0: Probably... well. Probably, I would say definitely more than half.
1: Maybe a little bit more than half.
0: We're like 45 minutes in, and I feel like we've only spent okay. like 15 of it talking that's about true. not Hamilton. I guess
1: that's true. So we've spent I didn't like realize we were 45 minutes in. Yeah,
0: we've spent like 30 minutes talking about Hamilton, and there's still definitely more to talk about with Hamilton.
1: That's true. Are
0: you, I'm guessing the answer to this is going to be no. Oh, no. But do you know which like actors were nominated for and won Tony Awards for this show?
1: Of course not.
0: What would you guess?
1: Who would I guess won, or who would I guess was nominated? Nominated. I think Burr, absolutely. We talked about that one. We talked about that
0: one, so you know that one.
1: Uh, Lin Manuel Miranda, as the writer of the play, I feel like would be a big one. Um, I'd throw in Washington, too. I think he did a great job in his role, he was really good as a singer. I would guess that Eliza was nominated as well. I don't know who passed that though.
0: I'm counting, hold on. One, two, three, four, wait. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 nominations. I
1: sure hope DeV Diggs is on the list.
0: So they were nominated for Best Musical and they won Best Musical. Okay. They were nominated, Lin-Manuel Miranda was nominated for Best Book of a Musical and won. He was also nominated and won for Best Original Score. Tommy Kail won for Best Direction of a Musical. Okay. Lin-Manuel Miranda and Leslie Odom Jr. were both nominated for Best Actor in a Musical. Leslie Odom Jr. won. Philip Sue, who played Eliza, was nominated for Best Actress in a Musical. She was just nominated. Cynthia Erivo won. Cynthia Erivo is like, she's playing Elphaba in the Wicked movie. Like, Mm. she's cracked. Um,
1: Another musical that I love, so...
0: Davie Diggs, Jonathan Groff, and Christopher Jackson. So Lafayette, George Washington, and um, King George were all nominated. Davide Diggs won.
1: Oh, good. Um,
0: that makes me I thought happy. that would make you happy. Renee Lee nominated. who played Angelica, was nominated for featured actress and she won.
1: Nice.
0: David Korns was nominated for scenic design. Did Paul, they just
1: dominate this whole year?
0: Yeah. Paul Tazewell was nominated for Best Costume Design and won. Hal Binkley was nominated for Lighting Design and won. Andy Blankenbuehler was nominated for Best Choreography and won. And Alex Lacamoire was nominated for Best Orchestrations and won. And they won the the, uh, Pulitzer Prize for Drama. And they won Best Musical Theater Album Grammy. And they they won a lot of things.
1: Log them in the books. One of the greats.
0: Yeah. And I think that they got a ton. Yeah, they were nominated a lot at the uh, Olivier Awards as well.
1: I'm really curious how history will look back on this like 10 plus years from now.
0: It's going to be very similarly to how history looks back on like old Rodgers and Hammerstein things. Obviously, the sound is very different, but people look back on like, like Cinderella and other Rodgers and Hammerstein musicals and are like, wow, that was like revolutionary. It changed musical theater as it was. Or how people look back on Rent Rent really changed musical yeah. theater. Um, because Hamilton, I think, and this is something that I was going to yell at myself if I forgot to talk about. Vital, like, un, like you can't deny, undeniably was the word I was looking for. Hamilton undeniably changed musical theater for the rest of time.
1: Absolutely. Because people
0: realized, oh, hey. Musical theater doesn't have to be a specific genre. That's why when people say, like, I don't like musicals, I'm like, okay, but what don't you like about them? Because there's so many different genres of musical theater. Yep. There's not a specific sound. There's classical musical theater, and there's contemporary musical theater, and there's hip-hop musical theater. Like, it, there's not a specific sound. And even Hamilton has some songs that are more aligned with contemporary, typical musical theater. But it also has stuff like Guns and Chips. yeah. That sets it apart majorly.
1: I used to struggle a lot with the classical stuff. So I think that's what really sold me on Hamilton in the beginning was because I love rap. So I was like, oh, a musical that actually can cater to someone who doesn't love the classical musical stuff. Yeah. But um, now I love all of it. I yeah. think it, I very rarely have any preference on music where I'm like, oh, this sucks. Mm-hmm.
0: But it really, I think, opened the door for people to realize like musicals can be more than just the typical conventional musical. Because obviously, like, if you listen to... Which opens the door for
1: so much more creativity, too. If
0: you listen to a song from, like, Carousel, the musical, you're going to be like, yeah, this is from a musical. Yeah. But you can also listen to a song from Hamilton and be like, yeah, this is from a musical. Mm -hmm. And it's because of Hamilton that people can do that kind of stuff now. And we are seeing already the effects of that in what is being produced on Broadway now. Um, there's just a lot more different sounds. And it's not even, there hasn't really been like a hip hop musical since Hamilton, but musicals are sounding very different now. Yeah. And that's a good thing.
1: Musical diversity.
0: Um, Town is like an indie folk musical. I, I guess, I don't know if that's exactly how it would be classified, but it's not typical musical theater either mm-hmm. at all. And that won a bunch of Tony Awards and is phenomenal. And that I mean that one was originally that musical has been in the works since like 2006. Okay. But I think it's because of stuff like Hamilton the way that Hamilton changed theater that Hades Town was able to make it to Broadway in 2019 and mm-hmm. now is one of like the most beloved shows on Broadway. Because
1: they kind of I've paved seen- that path for future plays to mm-hmm. branch out and do different things. Yeah,
0: exactly. And if you look back in Lin-Manuel Miranda's career, he was doing that kind of stuff before. Um, Like, he did 21 Chump Street, um, which is a very short little hip-hop musical starring um, Anthony Ramos, who played John Lawrence and Philip Hamilton in the original Broadway cast. They work
1: together really well.
0: Yeah, they do. Um, So he'd been doing stuff like that before, or, like, In the Heights which is his musical was on Broadway before Hamilton mm-hmm. and had a film adaptation two, last year, two years ago? I don't remember.
1: I watched the film.
0: It's great. It's very good. I watched good. the
1: film in high school, so it... Two years ago. It had to be two.
0: Um, but, he, like, he was doing that kind of stuff before, but Hamilton is really what, like, put him on the map for it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And I think that that's really cool. And because of Hamilton's success a musical like In the Heights that I think represented things that I think were a lot more important to represent mm-hmm. on stage. And that's not in a way of like Hamilton wasn't a great and an important musical, but like representing like marginalized communities on stage. Hamilton's success meant that In the Heights was able to get like a second coming. For sure. And become what it is now.
1: Yeah. Because Hamilton is a great play, but as far as the actual cultural attachment to it i feel like it's it's not as deep as something like in the heights
0: yeah exactly and that's why like i think because I, I love hamilton but it's not my favorite musical and i think that there are a lot of musicals that are better than hamilton yeah that aren't talked about nearly as much as hamilton but what sets hamilton apart is how much it revolutionized musical theater mm-hmm. and the impact it the had. cultural impact of it is way bigger than the show itself um and I think that there is also the cultural impact of like obviously in the heights represented marginalized communities but Hamilton also did in the way that it was cast a and that very was a different very way. intentional like they very intentionally cast people of color in these roles mm-hmm. because they were like in history these were just a bunch of old white men and we want to put in people of color yeah um and that was really important too
1: And especially because you want it to be representative of the hip-hop rap style community that you're portraying this Mm -hmm. musical in the sense of. So I think it totally makes sense to do that. Yeah. And I think that's a way to give it some cultural diversity without having as much actually talked about in the play itself. Yeah.
0: And, I mean, there's definitely something to be said for, like, it's a little bit performative of the bodies that you see on stage. But a lot of the bodies that are behind the scenes are still white white. But it's still a huge step. Yes. That, like, there's, like, two or three white people in Hamilton. Mm -hmm. It's King George and, like, a few ensemble members. Yeah. But if you're playing, like, a lead in Hamilton, you're a person of color. Like, I always say um, that I'm Asian enough for Hamilton but not Asian enough for Miss Saigon, which is another musical with a lot of problematic themes. We don't actually like Miss Saigon in this household. But um, Uh very white- Saviorism, um, but it's a lot of Asian leads. Okay, um, and I'm like, I'm I'm too white for Miss Saigon, but I'm Asian enough for Hamilton. (laughs) Um, I couldn't do the dancing for Hamilton though, so I really couldn't be in either of them. Yeah, I. Because the dancing in that show is crazy.
1: I know nothing about theater, so I could not be in any play ever. So you're well, already in a better spot than hey, I'm in.
0: you could be in a play. It's not too late to learn. You're young.
1: I don't know. I think my acting skills would not be good at all.
0: I I challenge I could, you. I
1: could possibly do some behind-the-scenes work, but...
0: I, I challenge you to come up with an act for an SEU live. Oh,
1: my gosh. That's a terrible idea, Tessa.
0: No, I really think you should do it. We're trying to get people outside of the theater department to participate in those anyways, so. How does it work? So, STU Live is a, our monthly variety show, Showcase. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a theme each time. And some people sing songs, but we're trying to expand it. So, like, we have some drag performers have, that have done stuff there. We've done, um, my brain just stopped working. Somebody once sat on stage while, I don't remember what song it was, played and ate an orange with the peel on it. <laughs> And then stood up and went, I don't like oranges. And that was the whole act.
1: I think that's a fantastic people, That would be very entertaining to me. And
0: people loved it. <laughs> like people, that happened before I was at SUU. That okay. was like a couple of years before my freshman year. And people still talk about it. Like that was legendary. Yeah. Um, or people do like, somebody did candy store from Heather's, but they were all men.
1: Oh.
0: Um, but really, it's whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to showcase, it's a showcase. So you do something that you can do, even if that's getting an orange with the peel on it and eating it in front of a bunch of people.
1: This would take a lot of convincing from you over a long period of time. That's
0: going to be my mission now. I will update the listeners of Talk Nerdy to me if you ever participate in an SUU Live. You could could do guns and ships.
1: Now I feel like... Your listeners are relying on me to eventually do this at some point.
0: Exactly. That's one of my tactics now.
1: Oh, no. I don't want to be attached to this.
0: <laughs> I mean, you haven't committed to anything.
1: That's true. But I'm, I, won't I think be I letting could wear, wear you down, down. You should at least attend. I will definitely attend one. There's
0: one next weekend. I love weekend. going
1: to stuff like There's that.
0: There's one next weekend. And uh, Gracie and I are performing in it. Really? Yeah. So you should be there.
1: I um, I probably can make it, yeah.
0: Yeah. And there will be an article about it.
1: Ooh, fun. So,
0: probably written by me.
1: <laughs> Are you going to write about you being in it? No. Okay.
0: I've performed in several of these and written about, sev- like, several of these. I normally interview, like, the showcase director and then, like, a couple of the acts. Nice. What I normally do is I go to the auditions and I sit there and then after they do their, like, audition, I go, can I interview you? <laughs> and they're like, uh, okay,
1: If you really have to, I I guess. I take advantage
0: of my position on the second studio board and go, I'm coming to the auditions, and I'm staying.
1: You have no choice in the matter.
0: Yeah. But, yes, there's one next Saturday, uh, and it's themed. It's October, so it's, like, spooky-themed. And it's, um, I'm the bad guy. Duh. Oh. So... That'll be fun. So far there are two acts signed up, but the signups just went out today. So like I might be
1: able to convince my friend to come with me.
0: <gasps> Do it.
1: He might be the biggest Billie Eilish fan That's... that I've ever met.
0: Nice. Yeah. Um, maybe we can convince we should try to convince Lily to come.
1: That would be fun.
0: You, Lily and Shari can come see SU Live. Shari's already been, I think.
1: Shari can go again.
0: Yeah. Well, it's different every time because it's a variety show. I think people have—I w- would be shocked if people hadn't done stuff from Hamilton. At well, SU now Live. I want to go
1: back in time and figure out when that happened. <laughs> I I'll mean, join that group.
0: Yeah, you could do something from Hamilton.
1: I think that would be a train. You wreck. can do
0: Guns and Ships.
1: That would be terrible.
0: <laughs> so you admit that you can't actually do Guns and Ships.
1: I admit that while I might be able to sing it all the way through. That does not mean that I'm a good performer.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I would just it would be, be awkwardly standing up there. It would
0: be funny, though.
1: It would be really funny.
0: And it would also be funny because I would be the only person there who has any idea who you are. So all of the people in the theater department, it would have no stakes. Yeah. You would never interact like, with any this of those people except for there. me, again. <laughs> there's no stakes with it.
1: You always think everyone, there's no stakes everyone, until you randomly run into someone and they recognize you and you're like, oh, Everyone no. would just be like, who's
0: this random guy? I don't know. And then I would make fun of you for it. That's the stake. If it was bad.
1: Well, then that's the biggest stake I've ever heard. I would make fun of you. you will make fun of me all the time. I was like,
0: I'm going to make fun of you whether you do it or not.
1: I guess that's true.
0: So really, you have nothing to lose.
1: Fair enough. If you can convince either Lily or Shari to go do it with me.
0: To do it with you. I'll do one. I feel like Shari would be down.
1: That's, that's my Especially rule. Especially
0: if it means that you would be doing it.
1: If you can convince them to go do an SUU live with me, I would go do one. Yeah? Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm going to have to talk to Shari and Lily. I'm going to make it happen.
1: You'll have to try and sell them on this.
0: I think I could do it. Go for it. I think, I definitely think I could convince Shari. Lily might be a little more hesitant. But I feel like you I have to convince-,
1: convince Lily and Shari. No,
0: <laughs> you did not. That is not what you said. You I know, said I'm Lily or Shari. I think it would be Let way more fun, show. though, for
1: all three it of us. It would be more fun it. if
0: it was all three of you. But you you said I have to convince Lily or Shari. That is
1: true. That and is I true. feel
0: like I, would, I start with Shari, and then I try to get Lily on board.
1: All right. It That's would definitely sound like karaoke, though.
0: That's fine. Uh, okay, I'm going to convince Shari. Challenge accepted. Great. I will... Uh I will update the listeners of Talk Nerdy to me about if we
1: if this actually if happens. If it actually happens,
0: I'll make sure to update them like before it happens so that they oh, can attend. Oh,
1: no. whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I didn't agree to that okay, part. Okay,
0: fine. I'll update them after it happens. Deal. But I this is I'm excited about this. We're not having one in November. December is, is themed um it's like 1920s themed. It's Roaring 2020s, but it's supposed to be like speakeasy vibes. Okay. And then we have one, we have them next semester as well. So I would not be able to probably get Lily and Shari on board in time for the one that's next week. Yeah. So it would probably be December.
1: The October one.
0: Yeah. But you should attend the October one.
1: I will go watch.
0: Incredible. Maybe, maybe I'll do something from Hamilton one day. I'll do it with you guys. I'll join you guys. We, we can, can all have do a four something. four
1: person act.
0: We could do story of tonight.
1: Oh great.
0: Are there four of them? There I are think four. So, yeah. yeah. Well, Burr is technically there.
1: Oh yeah. He doesn't really count in that song.
0: Not really, but I bet Nick would do it. That's true. <laughs> if we go Nick, everyone else is doing it.
1: And Nick actually can sing.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to do it. I'm going to succeed. It's going to be so funny. Honestly, Story of Tonight would fit the, like, theme of the December one. Hmm. I think. It could work. I think so, too. Anyways, I feel like that's an excellent stopping point. We've made a deal. We should shake on it.
1: Here. We're, for everyone listening, we are shaking shaking across the table right now. All right.
0: You're, you've committed. And it's, we have evidence.
1: Whoa. I have not committed to a deal. I have committed... (laughs) To a deal that is contingent on someone else agreeing. Yes. I think
0: I can do it, though. I believe in myself.
1: All right. That's very, very confident of you.
0: That is is where we're going to stop for today. Thank you so much for listening to Talk Nerdy to Me. I've had an excellent time. Thank you, Kale, for being here. Thanks for um, having
1: me. It was
0: so fun. Make sure you follow the SUU News Podcasting Instagram account at SUU underscore news underscore podcasting on Instagram. You can also follow SUU underscore news for our non-podcast related content because you don't want to miss out on anything from us. We are so fun. <whistles> right, Gail? Yes. That was, that was absolutely. your moment. We are
1: so fun. We are
0: so fun. Um, so make sure you follow us on all of our social media